Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Spinner Rack. I'm here with my boys, Petey and Kyle. Say what's up, gents. What's going on? Hey, hey we're ready to rock. Kyle was doing his research and he was able to find this thing on Instagram about why Marvel has been failing lately. And the videos on this are, are not necessarily shocking, but it's intriguing to find out that we've, we've uncovered this stuff. So I'll let Kyle walk us through this as we after we walk, watch these videos. So, right, so, so let's play. Play. We'll let it play twice, just so you hear the first part again. Very steeped in the comics. I didn't, I didn't read any comics or do any research. I wasn't familiar with comics. I wasn't familiar with the movies. We didn't lean into a whole lot of the history of the comic books. Yeah, candidly, we were not enormous um, comic fans. I wasn't super into superhero comics when I was a kid. I read a lot of like indie press stuff. First thing I was told is don't read the comics. Really? As a creator, they put you in a bubble. They don't let you talk about any of the other projects, right? You know, they're they're up for anything. We ultimately decided to redefine it for the series and. That it worked uh, better for the story that we're trying to tell. Did you ever read the? Did you? Did you, you, you no. never read the comic book. When the DVD comes out, I'm going to read a full comic book and just see where we went wrong. <laughs> One of these. Honestly, I was not very steeped in the comics. I didn't. I didn't read any comics or do any research. I wasn't familiar with comics. I wasn't familiar with the movies. We didn't lean into a whole lot of the history of the comic books. Yeah, candidly, we were not enormous um, comic fans. I wasn't super into superhero comics when I was a kid. I read a lot of like indie press stuff. First thing I was told is don't read the comics. Really? As a creator, they put you in a bubble. They don't let you talk about any of the other projects, right? You know, they're they're up for anything. We ultimately decided to redefine it for the series and thought that it worked uh, better for the story that we're trying to tell. Could you? All right. Okay, Al, can you give us a little background on this? What's your, how you found it? What's your take well, on it? My boy, Professor C.A. forwarded it to me. You know, he does a he sends a lot of stuff throughout the week, you know, some things that are topical can use for the show. But this is something we've discussed. I mean, I've discussed with, this with you guys individually, discussed with Professor CA, we've discussed it collectively. But when we look at the quality, even if you just look at the most recent series, something like Echo, and you wonder why this is not clicking. And then they're telling you, we, we oh, where this character came from, the source material, what made this character resonate. We're not reading it or paying any attention to it. We're just going to pretty much take the show and craft the story that we want to tell and then wonder why it sucks. Look at what if. What if was a sham. That was a sham of that was a sham show that promoted only the characters that the creator and producer liked. That was it. The new characters they created, the Captain the Captain Carter uh, version or analog, if you will, Doctor Strange, new Native American character. That's it. It was for them. You know, and everybody else was window dressing. But these were the characters that gave the universe life to begin with. So now they're just sitting there and telling us what a lot of us had already theorized. You know, hey, we don't read this stuff. What was even more, I thought was even more telling was that when Josh Whedon was there, he burned himself out being on all the sets because he wanted to make sure that all this stuff tied together. Now the guy who's working on Falcon and Winter Soldier is saying, oh, they put you in a bubble, so you're just working on this. You have no idea what's going on with the other stuff. So that whole idea of an interconnected universe isn't even there. Or they don't want these guys to be uh, to have any say in how this stuff connects. So you can see, you, you definitely see where this thing ran off the rails. I couldn't imagine seeing a video like this around 2008, 2012, where we're like, oh, we don't read this stuff. Or, or uh, where he's uh, being, being the amount of hubris with this guy. Yeah, maybe I'll go read a comic and find out where we went wrong. 
that's where you went wrong. You're too big. You feel that you're too big to read a comic. And these characters have been around for decades. And not just that they've been around for decades, they have been around successfully for decades. They have been around in serialized format. This is continuous storytelling over the course of a number of authors for decades. You know, and then continuously published, continuously in print. And, you know, they just totally dismiss it. They know better because, hey, it's a comic book. Well, the hard part, if you watch the Marvel movies and uh, the hard part is for them to say this, to be on these projects. And at the same time, I look at these things and I say, some of these bits are from the comic books, but they're so mixed up that someone threw it in the pool and someone used it. But at the same time, these guys don't even know um, what the Taiki Watiki doesn't know that um, there's there are comic book elements in his Thor movies, like the God Butchers in the story, um, um, the executioner with the guns is in the story, the you know Hella Thor going to hell and having a thing where she injures them and, and scars them and that sort of thing. All that stuff is in the um it was saying Thor holding up Loki and the hammer coming back and saying it's going to crush you if you don't take this spell off of everybody. All that stuff from the comic book, the fact that they don't know that is an even more glaring problem, where it's like some of the bits that, the hard part is the bits that work, you can go off the path, like say, what's the, that people have done all the time. Hollywood changes everything, but you're in the project, you don't even know that some of these elements are the WandaVision, right? Now, WandaVision isn't exactly like the the miniseries, but they were in a suburban home in there and she had kids, right? So they did a whole remix of that sort of thing. So it had the core aspect that she has kids and she's going through this thing in, in this pregnancy. So they did a wacky version of that. But the core element is from the comic book. So the person who's at WandaVision doesn't know that there was a series that went and they were in this suburban place in New Jersey and all this other stuff that happened and Agatha Harkness is a part of it that helps and like all of those bits and it's like what the the comic fan the comic creators used to call the illusion of shame of change is saying all the elements are here it's just not as you, as you remember and they don't they don't even know that so there's been a history of being able to change stuff where you have like the Batman series where the person did it for, did it did a camp thing with it but it had a lot of core elements of the comic book in here. The Batman being the, a great escape artist, Batman being a, a detective, but they played it all for jokes. But at the same time, you have this core of this. When you get to the Batman movie, Sam Hamm has kind of put some of the key elements in there, whereas Tim Burton, we also know that he was telling people not to read the comic books. We have Brian Singer, even though Chris McCarry put in a lot of comic book elements in the X-Men, He's telling the actors not to read the comic books, and it's just like, it's really, uh, I don't even know if you could say the irony of having comic book elements in these movies and plot lines and stories, and then when you get to Secret Invasion, you don't use any of that stuff. That's when you say, we're totally off the rails. We've totally lost everything, because we don't have the original Nick Fury. Um, we, don't, we can't use superheroes. So in my mind, if you didn't do Secret Invasion, can you at least use Fury trying to figure out which agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and now Scrolls? No, we can't even use Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because that's um, 
that's on what Whedon and, and that crew. So it's just tough to see elements of comic book stuff in there and these writers not even be able to see that aspect in the stuff they're working on. That someone put on the board bits from the comic book and they don't even know that's from the comic books. Well, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna play a little bit of devil's advocate here, right? Of course. So Nate Moore, there was a saying from Nate Moore, who is um, one of the, the top producers in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And he was a comic fan. He did read comics and stuff like that. But he said, I think in one of the articles that, you know, being, and I, I, I only quote this, I'm not sure if it's legit, but, you know, I'm just going to go rock with it at the moment. But he says, you know, um, being a huge comic book fan, you know, could be a red flag, right? Because, you know, what he really wants is someone to be hard. Wait, 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 wait. We can, have I, to, can I finish what I'm going to say? I can can't I let you. Can a I comic book fan is a red flag on our show? That's I'm what we're saying, doing I'm here? Saying, I'm saying what the What are we doing are. here? All right, finish. The, I'm saying, I'm giving you the rope. You're losing the rope now, I'm so saying, keep going. Bro, I'm just trying to explain the situation, okay? Keep going, all right. I agree with it. I'm not saying I'm going with it. I'm just okay. telling you. Okay. Well, you're setting Somebody got to say something. Well, Nate Moore was one of Black Panther, okay? So come on. He read all the comics. He said he used to read it as a kid. But he's saying that the thing is he wants to make sure that there's someone who who the writers take the time to to push hard on the material. You know, and that's a legitimate thing. If you got writers who understand the craft of writing, telling a good story, you know, it doesn't, you're right. It's not cool to have the title where you trick everybody and say, hey, this is Echo. And then you put window dressing because everybody thinks the window dressing. Oh my God, this is what Echo is going to do. And then reality is a completely different story. If you're going to do a completely different story, then do it. But they're also examples of successful shows that did hew closely or, or shows that did hew closely to the material, and then they didn't come out as pop, it, it come out as well as they could have, you know? There are also those shows that were that didn't have much with the material and were pretty successful. So we, it, there's a balance that you have to somehow strike, where you have to definitely have enough of a, of a, of a, of a, enough of the comic in it, you know, to at least whet the appetites of those who read those comics and follow those characters, and you know, also bring up new things for people to make it much more accessible. So we have to understand there is a balance. And one of the oh. things that Marvel has been fantastic at doing, you know, once again, Feige and his crew, that they have, you know, constantly had the talent and insight and foresight to um, bring oh, that you blend are... of, of comics and, 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 and you know, and, and openness for the general culture to have. That's all I'm trying to say. You know, I understand it. I'm not saying it's right. I think any literate person should at least have read the comic. Any 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 oh, writer look, should have read. You know, I'm saying if you have a concept like Blade, right, where you look at the comic book and they did an update in Blade, but when we saw the movie version, any even the update can't compare to Wesley Snipes and what they did to with the thing. But the core is still the stuff that you know. Goyer, was it Goyer was able to keep the core stuff in there. So saying, hey. The look needs to be updated. This stuff, let's we 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 got this wacky thing with silver, but nobody cares because we know it's cool. Like we know the swords and all the stuff is cool. His name blade, where I think he had wooden, you know, it's like stakes, but they were wooden wooden blades type of thing to go along with the thing. They go on with silver, extra silver and whatnot. It's like nobody cares. So it's like you can do that stuff, but then as you go further, you can say, okay, um, the Fantastic Four stuff you know, it wasn't blockbuster, it was close to the uh, the comics. It's kind of the softer, more like comedic aspects to it. But at the same time, you look at the stuff where you like, they had a plot for the X-Men that was 
more like you know like superhero type of thing and they kind of went to the darker stuff with um with um with having Magneto's history and that kind of resonated with the with the fans so having the comic history was something that was successful and at the same time while it's successful you have comic book guys like Josh Whedon doing the yellow spandex line so it's always easy to kind of denigrate the comic books and that's why I, I, I cut into what you're saying so you have to remember that we have successful comic books we have Spider-Man and we see who's it um James Cameron most of his plot line you know his um his um his pitch which was like a was it a, his treatment was like 60 pages the big change was that he had organic webbing and that was going to be his kind of you know like going to puberty of understanding this webbing type of thing and I'm only saying I wasn't with it but it's like most of the core stuff Aunt May that losing Uncle Ben those elements are in there so it's like that's what you're trying to have to remember so when you get to the echo it's like do we have anything but echo seems to be like a cool character but it's in a, a successful plot like why do you need to go in and change this stuff the secret invasion is was successful it was like we're going to turn into a cold war spy spy show like why i agree with you with look, i totally agree with you with secret invasion i'm not disagreeing with you because you didn't like it there's the ones you don't like you say it doesn't work it's like hey that didn't work i didn't like it so it didn't work but it's like look, you know what let's give cal a second because you know i don't want you to to, to, to to dominate the whole conversation cal you got five seconds tell us what you think how <laughs> do you mind i'm gonna take five seconds and another 55 minutes on top of that well everything that's saying pd is saying is correct okay to add to that same thing I was saying before. These people have no respect for the source material. They think these characters are silly, if not stupid. Look, Just look at Echo. Echo is probably one of the most down-to-earth types of characters you can work with. She's street level. And you could have done a whole bunch of stuff with the fact that, oh, you know, she's deaf. You know, she's also, what is it? I think she also has a prosthetic leg. So there's a whole bunch of things that you could have written into that. And you could have played up some clever stuff. But they decide, no, we're going to go our own route. And then it becomes more of like an origin story and her reconnecting with her Native American roots. We haven't even gotten to see her really do anything. The first episode was almost like a recap. And then you have to stop and say, okay, okay. You actually have some stuff with her in the comics that you could have uh, tapped to. Why did you do this? Oh, this is story one to tell. What was the story that you wanted to tell? You didn't want to tell any story. You don't think this character is viable. You don't think this character really has anything to offer. This is a job. And in order for you to get through it, you held your nose, punched up some story that you thought would actually work. And you said, here, you guys, go ahead, love it. They'll love it. All we got to do is give them some action scenes, give them a few Savat hits. You know, and they'll be, you know, as long as we keep it with the generic uh, superhero stuff and make sure we check all of those boxes, everything will be just fine. And that's the reason why these latest batches of things that we've been getting in terms of film and TV haven't been very good. Even the animation sucks. And with the animation, usually you can, you can do whatever you want. You can always draw whatever you like. And even there, they're still not coming up. They're still not coming up to snuff. So I want to add to that portion because they introduced a new Native American character. And I watched the beginning of it. And they have a point where these characters are being attacked. And then one of the, the female um, um, characters, she comes in to save the day and she gets hit. Where's she from? I don't know. I don't. The, the Native American character, the Indian character that's in there. The, the one of the okay. new superhero they created. Are you talking about the one from um, What If? What If? Yeah, What If. Okay. Yeah. So, Great character. 
Huh? No, I'm not. Look at this. The problem is, is that the origin is the same origin from the Monica Rambeau thing. But Monica Rambeau was actually going to stop this guy using this interdimensional energy. She goes to the boat. She figures a way. She she finesses a way to get on the boat. She figures out where the problem is. She's like, wait a second. You got this interdimensional thing. I got to stop it. She goes in, hits it. Not the soft, I got to try. She's like, no, nah, I'm just breaking this thing. She immediately gets transported, like who knows how far. She gains the power and gets shot off. And the same, the same story bit, the story, same story beats are in there. So it's like, why couldn't we get that? Someone sitting around and saying, "This is cool. Why can't we use this?" And it's just like, like the whole idea where Kosada was talking about a sandbox, but taking the Marvel sandbox and saying, "Well, we're gonna have Monica who has light powers do." superhero landings boom and it's like it's light powers so when we have this new character they created they use all the bits from monica where it was just so i read that as a kid where she goes in she hits the interdimensional thing that she's connected to the power that just shot to the other end of the other city and then she wakes up and she's like how did i get here and she's ultimately has these powers but she doesn't notice she's using them at first and then slowly she's like, "Oh, I got to get in the costume. I got to get a dress. I'm next to all this Mardi Gras stuff." Are, are you saying? Are you saying that they took, they read the comic, and they just transferred the? Can't call it. You can't go plagiarizing because the it's in the same company. They're in the company. And they read the comic. They didn't read the comic, and they just came up with the. They just cop. They just figured out the same concept. Yes, if they had, and it was and everyone loved this character and how she got her powers. So it was like that could have been a great Monica moment. So you're just sitting around there putting this tech, taking it, put it on your board for your writers and say, I, I want this for a character. You know, what? I'm going to use this for my what if. What? A totally new character. Why? Because we already used, we already did Monica differently. So she's like the daughter and all this other stuff. She's going to just, um, she's going to, well, they had to, had her going through the thing with, um, what's the name? So I was just looking for that moment, but then they stole it and put it in what if. So. I'm just tired of seeing them take bits, not say that they don't read the comic books. And then at the same time, we see all the comic book stuff in these movies and be like, at least Christopher McQuarrie said, hey, he was saying to Brian Singer when he picked, got the X-Men. And he's like, these guys have been movie guys. And like saying they, they weren't big comic book guys. Like, Brian, we're not comic book guys. And he's like, no, I want you to write it. So he wrote it and he went to, he went to the comic books and added the elements in there. Had in the story, I think Storm is in, is in Africa early in the first one that he wrote in the, in the first draft, and they got rid of that stuff. So it's like, but at the same time, even him, like the same instance of the guy who did um, the, what's his name, Wrath of Khan, um, Harv Burnett. Like he's a, he was a, what was it? He was a, um, he was a Mission Impossible, no, not a $6 million man. So they gave him Star Trek. They were like, they were unhappy with Gene Roddenberry and what he did with the first movie. So they gave it to Harv Burnett and he went through the whole series and he was just like, okay, I'm taking Khan, right? And you know, I like the naval thing that was kind of happening with um, with the, with the balance of the balance of terror. Let me put that in there and we got a movie. Using the elements from the thing so we get a sequel that's connected to the series. In the same instance when Mr. McQuarrie comes in there, Christopher McQuarrie comes in there, puts together, reads the comics and puts them in there. And when he talks about it, he talks about remembering in the comic books, Magneto, you know, was in Auschwitz. So that stuff is saying, I'm connecting it to the comic book so you can go back and say, hey, maybe I should read those comic books. Not like these guys, they got their involved stuff that has stuff from, you know, like, well, the Black Widow has characters that, that um, the Black Widow's connected to. 
like um, I forget the the Red Guardian and that sort of thing. Those characters, they're in there. They're from the comic book. They just made their whole own story into the whole thing. But it's like it's utilizing stuff and bits from the comic books and saying, nope, we didn't read the comic books at all. It's just totally disrespectful. I'm sorry, I'm going another tirade. So I'm going to um, no, they, listen. No, you got it. And when they say it, they say it with pride. They say it with pride. We didn't read that. We didn't read those comic books. <laughs> we didn't read that. I, what? What do you? What do we look like here? We didn't read those. Com- we didn't read that stuff. No, we came up with our own stuff. No, this is a story we wanted to tell. We don't got to read that trash. <laughs> you know the when we got to them like you the. You can have you can have someone write and I, and you guys should know this. You can have someone write the basis of a of a, of a movie, and then you can have someone else come in and say, "Hey, right, these are the facts of the comic books," and say, "Hey, input those things into the movie based on the the thing." They could do that. It's not a hard thing to do, right? You know, you 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 put an outline, you put the basis the the, the, the basis on, and then you have someone whose job it is to come to. You know, we have like this the Lucas uh, what is it? I think this the Star Wars storyboard group where they actually check every single story that is done by, um, ever done TV, movies, to make sure that it's, it, it, follow, it falls within the, the character, the continuity of the whole series. You know, I don't know what Marvel is doing, but I would assume yeah, that we, we, we talked about that. Yeah, okay. We talked about that. See, when, when Lucasfilms does that, you know what that means? That means if you want to get your story passed, that means if you actually want to get this out there, you're probably better off reading the stuff yourself. Because if it's no, these guys have read it. So if you come over here and try to push this past, they're like, no, 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 this is no good. Darth Vader doesn't act like this. No, what are you talking about? No, no, no. Your new character, we already have a character like that. It's called Thrawn. you got to come up with something. Then you were like, oh, okay, I guess i got to read this stuff if I want to get this script across. You know, I can't just, you know, phone it. I can't just phone it in. So that you're better off reading it. But that's not what we're seeing over here with the Marvel Universe. It's more about, uh, at least right now, it's uh, more about representation, checking boxes, and, <laughs> and you know, and, and making certain that you know the uh, you know the, and the making, DEI and making score. That's remember, that's and making certain that and making certain that the DEI score is as high as possible. And look, it's made. It, Marvel and Disney are companies built on making money. Okay, no one's making money to lose money. No one's making movies to lose money. That's that makes no sense whatsoever. So you make money. You make money in this field by putting behinds in seats. Yes. Okay. Not by pandering, not by pandering to vocal groups who want to see stuff and they can give a damn whether or not the movie does well. They just want to see that there's a certain amount of representation or they're going to look at the trailer and say, oh, that looks great. I'll catch it one day, maybe, you know, on stream. You make money by putting people in the theater, okay, to pay money to actually want to see your stuff. They're not going about it that way. I gotta say, I don't know. I can't, I don't know if I can agree with that. I don't think Marvel's intentionally doing something like that. But hey, let's wrap this up. Uh, I'll give a summary of what we just discussed so that people understand it a little clearer. Because you know, you guys kind of put in all this jargon and kind of um, you know confuse people with your thoughts. We think that what's going on, yes, is is not clear for the average viewer, and that Marvel is trying their damnedest to try to get out a good product out there. You know, and by doing that, not only do they take people who read comics, but they also take people who don't. And so we we challenge, you know, Marvel to to at least take a more proactive uh, step in in hiring more people who definitely 
want to read and or who read and love the product that we like that we love to. No, sorry, no, you no, <laughs> you're going too light. Okay, you have stepping pussyfooting around the subject. When they started these films, when they started these films, the majority of the people who were coming out to see them, because the majority of people aren't comic book readers, so the majority of the people who came out to see those films, they had no comic book you know knowledge or experience when they got there, but they still enjoyed it. And those initial films packed much more closely, much more closely to you know the source material of the comic book. Now we're saying, oh. We don't need to do that because we don't want, you know, we want people to be able to come in and enjoy it. Well, hey, they attacked a lot more closely back then and everybody came out and enjoyed it. So that is just a, it's just a fallacy to even present that as an argument. If it's good, people tend to enjoy it. And here's the other thing, when it's good, people tend to be let back to the source material. Hey, wow, I just saw this movie with Sherlock Holmes. Oh man, you know what? Why don't I go check out some of the stories? I enjoyed the movie. Maybe I'll enjoy the stories as well. Maybe I'll enjoy some other stuff as opposed to, hey, I don't need to read any of this stuff. I'll just be happy with the movies and that'll be the end of it. It used to be different. Like, hey, I saw a Zorro. Okay. Maybe I'll enjoy some Zorro comics. Oh, wow. I like the comics too. Why? Because the comics, okay, you know, the comics were the basis for the film. Oh, well, great. Well, I like the comics. Maybe I'll like the novel adaptation. Maybe I'll like some of these other novels, some of this. And before you know it, you got a lifelong Zorro fan. That's not what they want to do. We want to create our own little pocket universes and sell to this small demographic of guaranteed money and then complain why we can't expand the audience or why these people are always bickering. They weren't bickering in 2008. Well, I want to add, let's show you a, a basic thing. I understand when you look at things and you say, all right, here's the X-Men, here's three million ideas. And I think like X2 was kind of the closest, well, the best one as far for me, when it's just like, and I'm going into it saying, why would you start with, uh, why would you work in Lady Deathstrike? I get it that she's cool. She's got um, um, adamantine claws, but she kind of has a wacky kind of um, bohemian outfit, which only, um, who's that guy? Um, Only Barry Windsor Smith could draw. So it's like, there's a lot of hurdles to get past and what they did was do basically streamlined it. Hey, she's in all black. You got a, a hottie to play the part. And then at the same time, they said the person who created Wolverine created um, the Lady Deathstrike. And that that's that's what the stuff you do and say, I have a cool character I want to use, and I need to trim a whole lot of plot lines that don't work. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about throwing out all the stuff for all this other stuff that's not needed. Because X-Men needs, you know, would need to be trimmed to be put into things, but they've already had, I don't know how many X-Men movies that has a ton of stuff from the X-Men comic books. So you have a template to say you can do it right. And at the same time, once comic books were big, that's how we got, was it, the Superman Lives a script that got greenlit. That's what got the next Superman movie going. Because, hey, Kevin Smith's a comic book guy. Let's get him to write Superman. And he writes Superman script. They're like, great, this is perfect. All right, and he did what the studio asked. He's done this joke three million times. And you have a director come in, you have Tim Burton say, all right, um, I have some ideas. Let's take this script. And as, uh, well, I can't say it because he's going to say I can't say it, but he's just to store it in the trash. That's a softer way to say it than how um, Kevin Smith said it. And let's do our own ideas. And I want to do him like a, the outsider and we'll put a, who's the name in there. We're going to have him all this other crazy nonsense in there. So you can't you can do that and then that thing didn't even get off the ground so you had something that was working you had the buzz 
you had a comic book guy involved and then you get a name director and it goes south you start seeing first signs of the the new costume and the ideas and they've just went south so why i got a comment on that i got a comment on that Look, there's a documentary on the failed thing. So what do you want to comment on it? I got to I got to juke both of you guys on that. I got to take out my my blades and take them both. Why? Because no, when you juke somebody, you're trying to sneak up someone and hurt them behind their back. It's a I'm doing it in front of you. In front of the buck fifty, you're gonna sneak them. I'm juking you guys both in the front. Look, the most you ask me, the most comic book accurate MCU movie has been probably Captain America. Am I right? Right. He wasn't the most successful all. MCU movie has been Endgame, and that and that has not been the most comic book accurate movie of all time, right? You've had We're other. We're not movies. asking for the be totally comic book accurate. I'm just accurate. trying to say that we have to also be realistic. That yes, some of these that are comic book accurate have been great and fantastic, but the most popular and real. Have you're been not great. saying what the people this, are saying here. You're saying something. This, different. You're totally. You're, you're, you're totally. You're making a point, and you're totally missing how your point doesn't work because Endgame was part two. That was part two. Okay? Well, part one and part two. Oh, that was part two of a two-part story, and part one that actually used very closely to the comics. Okay, where they're trying to stop Thanos from doing what? Uh, getting the Infinity Gauntlet, and then uh, decimate, and then decimating the uh, half of the universe. That's straight. That's ideas straight from the comic. Does it well, part two big, isn't? Uh, does it? All right. Oh my! Oh my goodness! It's part two of a movie that was a hit. It's no, part but he, two. He, no, the first movie, the first movie was a hit. Everybody wanted to see it, and now you're saying, "Well, look, that was so successful." Well, he, well, gee, yeah. If part one is successful, you think people don't turn out for part two? Okay. No, I wanted to add another thing to this. I want to add one other thing to it. You're saying it's not accurate. You're saying it's not accurate. You're saying it's not accurate. At the same time. We've had a bunch of Avengers stories, right? Where they're displaced, everything is screwed up, and then they go back in time and fix it. There's like, yes. there's a Kurt Busiek, there's a Bill Manlo did it in the yes, Hulk. Yes. There's even a bit that was supposed to be in the West Coast, of Avengers West Coast, which had the same thing where, what's the name, um, Scott, was a, was a, um, Scott Lang falls out. That was what's supposed to happen to the Black Knight because he was caught in a time stasis thing. So when the timeline was totally effed up, what's the name? The Black Knight would just fall out because he was in like a time thing that's that um that um who was it? And he would gather the heroes and figure all this stuff out. So it's like these are Avengers bits. Even though I was talked about some of the storyline and matches some stuff from what was that thing? Um, from the Voyager, the last episode of Voyager, the Avengers way the action they take that's something that's an Avenger convention of them. Everything is effed up. Let's go in. They gather the team and they fix it. That's an Avengers plot line. So whatever. We're not asking for that to be like the habit of all the, all the aspects, every wacky. We said here in the other video complaining about the Goblin Queen. We're not asking for every comic book aspect to be in there. All the wacky things that are in there that didn't kind of that, that go south. And it's like, nope. I'm just we're trying gonna to hold you out. on I'm the bad storylines. You need bad movies. One minute, in the, you want to talk about the Goblin King, you don't want that in, right? You want to comic to accurate. They're giving you something, and you guys are, 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 are pissed off. And this one, you want to talk about. I'm, I'm just say saying, comic, gentlemen, you say please. Comic accurate. That means we got to look at the bad stuff, too. The stuff that we know is bad, we got to put that in there. You know, it's like, oh, it's got to be comic accurate. So the bad stories and the stuff that didn't work, you got to put that in there too? 
I'm just saying there's some there's some bad stuff that, that that they did already on their own, right? And so and we took that. I'm just really saying, pushing I, it. You're really okay. pushing it today. I guess we, we we're gonna have to have a look. I agree with what you guys are saying. It's very important that these writers should definitely take the time to read it. Okay, no one's disagreeing with that. But I'm saying at the same time, do you want to say all right, all you writers are excluded for, who have not read any comics, you're excluded from being picked up, and then you may lose Nobody talent. Said that. You may not be able Nobody to do. said that. You know, no one said that. And what's more. We're giving these guys a lot of credence. We're giving these guys a lot of credence because, like, hey, I'm still watching this knowing that these guys are coming out and saying, hey, this stuff that you've read, this stuff that you know is pretty good. Well, we don't think we need to, we don't think we need to read it at all. Okay. We don't have we don't have to come over here and even open a comic book. Okay. Or even you know, even look at the cover too tight. We're just gonna go in here, you know, and we're gonna make this up based, you know, as we go along, and we're gonna give you what you want. We're gonna give you some flashy fights. Okay, we're going to give you some fisty fights, and then when it's all over, everything is going to be good. And if it's not, who cares? Okay, we don't really have any investment in this stuff anyway. <laughs> so th that's what it is. So we're not saying, hey, you've got to read a comic book in order to do this. We're saying, hey, we would recommend that you read a comic book if you want to do a good job, because this is an already established character. This is not new, and the world that they've created. Could you? I mean, this is like going to Tolkien. They would never go to Tolkien with the Lord, uh, with the Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit, and just say, "You know what? No, nah, I'm not reading any." No, you have to read it. You have to read it. Same thing with Game of Thrones. You have to read it. You, Moby Dick. You have to read it, even if you want to do something different. Like I want to do it, but you know, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna tell the story from Moby Dick's point of view. Well, then you've got to read the story in order to understand what his point of view is, could, would be. Okay, because that's where his that's where this character comes from. Comics? No, no respect. That's a, going to the token. It's like saying, "All right, we're gonna take um, Lord of the Rings." Like this Hobbit aspect, the the people aren't gonna buy this. We need to make them into a different type of being that's like a little bit taller, a little more heroic. Like you can't just always decide to throw things out for no good reason and then say, "Hey." We didn't even look at it. We were just like, it's basically saying we did all, they got a lot of, the hard part is. And, and I have the, one word for you, Wolverine. What about Wolverine? Not the Wolverine out of the comics. What did the, what, you know what Hugh Jackman said when he was on the first X-Men movie? What did he, he say? He said that they told him not to read the comic books. And then they said that um, Josh Whedon and other people were feeding them stuff. And the people in the Marvel office were feeding himself for the clues, which he wanted. And he was like, using that's how we got a bub in there. We got a bunch of things where we were getting some Wolverine bits that made it feel like the performance was Wolverine, right? That's what it was like. The performance, how we got like his interaction with stuff, him being a reactor as a character, being able to react to the X-Men, that sort of thing. Those are the things that worked, right? But the height is the harder part, but he did, and at the same time, he was taking in information from people, giving them, he was saying that he looked at the comic books himself, even though they told him not to. So either way you want to go, either Josh Whedon or he read the comic books, but that's how we got closer to the Wolverine that everyone loved, because he was handsome, and he had the bits of the nastiness of Wolverine, right? We had the hair trigger thing where he, you know, Rogue comes in to wake him up, and he just, like, you know, he cuts into her. That's the comic book aspect of Wolverine. You want to go to I complain about the height? Yeah, I've complained about the height three million times. Yes, but at the same time, I'm using his words, not mine. His words, not mine. 
right, so we we're, we're going to wrap this up. So we're going to wrap this up. Wait, right. oh, wait a second. Don't let that go. You, you had Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman was your example because he didn't fit the comic book in terms of height. And they were saying, no, that whole portrayal we got because he actually read the comic book. So he could give us the top portrayal. And your response to that is just to shuffle off to the next thing? Thank no, you. I think you should respond. I think you should respond to that. Or recant. I'm not recanting. There's more than that. There's the character himself was not exactly comic book accurate. Let's call it right now. You know what I'm trying to say? But we're not going to go into that because once again, <laughs> we have a lot to cover. And so, so bogus. We're going to, I just want to say, everybody, thank you for, for listening to this discussion. If you're here, please give us a thumbs up. Don't act like it's that hard for people to go in and buy some comic books and take a run of these comic books and say, hey, you're doing this storyline, right? And that's the thing. We're doing this storyline with these characters. Read those. And if you're sitting there thinking it's mind-numbing and you want to leave the writer's room, then just leave. I'm pretty sure. And the thing you is, got some goony goo cojones telling people to leave, leave their job just because they didn't read the comic book. Okay? Well, look, look, I, you, look, see, you could, I think you want to make a stronger argument. This is like an actor and they're getting ready to play Hamlet. And then they ask the guy, hey, uh, have you ever seen Hamlet before? He's like, oh, no, I don't watch anybody else's portrayal of Hamlet. So I'm not going to watch any of the other actors because I don't want them to influence how I'm going to approach the character. That's fair. That's fair. But then the guy's saying, well, look, have you ever read Hamlet? No, nah, I've never read it. No, nah, I've never read it. Well, but this is the character you're going to get ready to imbue. Don't you think you should read it so you have at least some understanding of how this character acts? Hamlet is, a, you know, is hundreds of years old. Don't you think you should? No, nah, I don't, don't got to read it. But then you look at what you brought with that example of Hugh Jackson. It's no different than playing Hamlet. Hey, did you read the comics? So you at least have an understanding of the character? You don't necessarily have. And then that would be different than him saying, well, has anybody else been Wolverine? And do I got to act? No, I'm not going to act like this person. But I should act like the character from the story. I should do that. I think that's fair. And what they're saying over here is like, no, no, no. That's not important. Why? Because it's a comic book. And comic books are not considered literature. Comic books cannot give you higher level ideas, stories, themes, characterization, conflict. No, we don't get any of that from a comic book. We're going to have to bring it. We're going to have to bring it through the comic book. And it's that sort of hubris that has led us to have the last two years of slosh that they've been slinging out. And that's the thing. We talked about, me and Mars talked about this the other day. We don't bring me about, don't, don't, don't be, don't be. Yes, we did. What's the name? Because we, what went viral during Comic-Con? Matthew Vaughn said, hey, I saw this, I saw this script for the X-Men. I read it and said, oh, great. You got this storm scene in here, her in Africa. So, no, we only put that in there because Hallie said she wouldn't do it if they didn't have like a real storm scene in there, her in Africa. And then they cut it. So it's like we have the actors asking for the characters for the audience to say, let's get to the root of the character, having her do something in connection to something that we've seen in the, the opening scene of when we first meet Storm is her in Africa, you know, using her powers. And that's what, what the Holly Berry was asking for. And they said, we only use this as a swindle her to get in her to say yes. So it's like, you can utilize it. You got people trying to get the comic book stuff in there and they're still fighting against it. So. You know, we just talked. That thing has been viral. Now everyone's after complained about Hallie all this time. Now everyone's on their side saying, "Oh man, that's wrong." Oh yeah, who who's that, that, that guy? I forget the guy who did the Last Stand. But it's just like, come on, guys. They're trying to get the comic book stuff in there. It would have been 
it would have been not to say it would have helped the movie, but it would have been a great storm scene to finally get a scene that she deserved. You know, that that definitely would have been. Uh, uh, yes, I would have loved to have seen more of Storm. But getting back to the end of this, we're wrapping this sucker up. You know, it was a very controversial topic. Clearly, people had a lot to say. Again, if you like what you heard, give us a thumbs up, comment, subscribe. Spinnerack. Out. Out. You two are freaking... I haven't stopped the show yet, okay? Oh, you want to go and ream us now? I'm keeping this bit on there.